Good morning, City Church. I've got a slight smirk on my face because this is attempt number 421. Number of 420 was rudely interrupted by a low battery on my phone and 419 by a phone call, which I proceeded to take. That recording was going rather well. Anyway, here we go. Uh, persistence and perseverance, as they say. I want to spend some time helping us reflect on Jesus's journey towards the cross. I'm going to look more closely at the Garden of Gethsemane. You'll see behind me one cross made earlier by the lovely Noah Morris. Um, he made that my request as the cross for me has played a significant part of my life in the last 18 months. There's many things that I've had to take to the foot of the cross, coping mechanisms, ways of thinking, patterns in my life that have helped me get this far. But I've realised and God has shown me I don't need them. I really need him. And he's spoken new identity, new purpose and freedom into those areas. It's not saying they're completely gone. And at times I wrestle with my previous coping mechanisms. But um, he certainly changed me. Anyway, let's move forward and have a look at the Garden of Gethsemane together. You can, you can find the story in all four of the Gospels, but I'm going to look more particularly at Luke and his description. You'll find it in Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 46. I'm going to read it. I've got it pinned just above uh, my screen, so I'll read it. You can follow it in your Bible, your uh, phone or laptop or iPad. Here we go. Luke 22, 39. He, that's Jesus, went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and he prayed, saying, Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he arose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. There's just a few things to draw from that. Interestingly, in uh, Matthew's account, it says that Jesus prayed three times. Lord, if it's possible, take this away from me. He was deeply wrestling with what was about to come. We also see in Matthew, if you want to look, it's in chapter 26, but more particularly verse 38. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Now, we know our soul are made up of our mind, our will and emotions. And I was reflecting on 
how his emotions might have been impacted. He understood that he was about to die. He understood that he was just about to be separated from his friends. Forever. Physically, anyway. We're having to cope with separation from our friends, our family. We're in lockdown. Jesus was just about to go into lockdown. He knew what was coming. These were friends that he'd spent the last three years with. He'd lived life on life with them. He'd shared meals, shared dreams, shared vision. And he was going to lose that friendship. I suspect his emotions were in turmoil. He's full of empathy. Empathy for them, knowing how they feel, and sad himself at the loss of friendship. He understands what it's like for us as we experience that. I certainly am experiencing that. I, I'm missing seeing people. I'm missing seeing my family, my grandchildren in Sunderland. But I know that Jesus understands. I know that on his journey to the cross, he was dealing with the pain and the suffering of what our emotions go through at times of loss. We also see in Luke chapter 22, verse 44, he was in agony as he prayed. It says, his sweat became great big droplets of blood. I'm no medical person, but my understanding is that that can happen. And that is um, when intense mental pressure occurs and people can die from the mental pressure. Jesus here is undergoing such mental strain. He understands all the mental illnesses that, that people suffer with. I'm sure there are many who were struggling with that at the moment. Isolation, not being able to see people, not being able to go out. He understands. His journey to the cross took him through that. He's experienced the most severe mental trauma. He understands and he's dealt with it. He dealt with it on the cross and he can identify with you and he wants to bring you and me peace in our current setting. My final reflection is the top and tailing of that passage in Luke, where we see in verse 40 and verse 46, Jesus encourages us to pray that we do not enter into temptation. I'd, ne I'd never seen that before, that he's encouraging us to pray that we don't enter into temptation. Of course, you might reflect on the passage in Genesis where Adam and Eve succumbed to temptation. Here, Jesus prays, not my will, but yours be done. He played it three times. But he's encouraging us, pray that you don't enter into temptation. Okay, we're in lockdown, and I was reflecting or thinking about, so what are the temptations we could enter into? 
Maybe it's fear, anxiety and worry. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind, he says to Timothy. We're not to enter into the temptation of fear or anxiety. We're not to be lazy. I think that's a temptation. We could just use our time, whittle it away, watching box set after box set, Netflix films, PS4s, on our phone all the time. Whereas we have a great opportunity to use this time to connect with the Father, with our families, for those with those that we're locked up with. We can use this time to rest, to tend our gardens, to look after our houses, to be thankful for the things that God has given us. Let's not whittle away our time. Graham encouraged us last week to not get distracted, but get attracted to Jesus. Let's take some time as we move towards Easter to journey with Jesus as he went to the cross. Let's take some time to reflect on our own focus, on our own use of time. Let's take comfort that Jesus understands the emotional turmoil, the mental turmoil that we can be going through in this season. Let's hand it to him. Let's take it, as I've had to do, to the cross. It's not ours to carry. He's carried it. He wants to take it from you and give you freedom, peace, focus and purpose instead. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he journeyed to the cross. Thank you that in the garden he did not succumb to temptation, but he followed your will and your purpose. I pray for us as a church community and all those that are watching, that they might experience peace through Jesus and what he's done for us, that they might find purpose through Jesus and through the cross. In your precious name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening and I hope you can take some time just to reflect yourself in this season.